It would have been like the John Wick skin. Everybody yes. would have been running Everybody the MLK would have skin. it. With, just imagine now, getting <laughs> snuck by MLK in Fortnite. Doing the Naruto <laughs> run. Doing the Naruto run. Then Orange Justice sitting on your body and flossing on you. And you're like, oh no. I what had a dream. Game? <laughs> I had a dream. The only that voice clip in the game. <laughs> I have a dream. Wow. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Super Agile Bros. You already know who it is. It's Bradston on the mic. You know what I do. You know what I'm doing. Today is going to be a special episode, you know. Uh, as, as some of y'all know, uh, Brother Steve got married and, you know, he's MIA. We don't even know where he is. We don't even know what's happening. Sorry, I got a little bit Southern there. But he's he's missing. <laughs> we don't know where he is. So we, we've got to bring in some of our uh, our tried and true that we know can uh, help with us. But before, you know, you know the regulars. We got Kyle in the building. Kyle, tell everybody hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? And introducing the big Rob himself, Rob. What's happening, Rob? Welcome to the show. How are hey. you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just happy to be here. I appreciate y'all letting me on, talk about some games and things. Yes, yes. yes. For your first and final show, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm oh, over man. here playing him because we were trying to get together on Discord earlier. And we were like, where's Rob at? And, you know, he was there, but he wasn't in the chat, so we messed with him. But um, Sneaking around in the shadows, man. <laughs> he's, just, he's just listening through the chat. But um, if y'all don't know, me and Rob go way back. Uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, man, uh, way, way back. Far, tell us know. a little bit about it. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, not, I guess I moved to Georgia in, like, 95, 96, 97. So when did you and my brother first meet i don't even know um we met in eighth grade so we graduated oh one so uh, yeah <laughs> it had to be about 96 97 probably it was i mean it was probably like 98 mm-hmm. 99 actually and uh yeah wow. man, we rode the bus together and that was all she wrote <laughs> after that i found out that he plays video games and that he had brother and sister that like video games too we used to do brad like <laughs> brad was the one who we would give the disrespect. broke controller to and i still get him i still get him <laughs> yeah he do he do he Put learned a lot from that us broke controller. yeah he, he learned a lot from us but no i think that you know for me when i think back on gaming and having fun gaming with friends that's who that's those are the people who i think about brad and brandon and their sister shantae like we played everything that you can mm-hmm. think of single player games multiplayer games it didn't matter if oh, we man. were into it we all just we would sit there and watch we would take turns it was it was the best experience ever yeah man that, the man i'm over here like darn near tearing up that was some good times bro like <laughs> I, to this day to this day like there's <laughs> to this day <laughs> there's, there are games that i tell people that i've played that i never played i just watched you and brandon play them like a lot of the rpgs mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that like uh what's it called um xeno saga or oh, yeah. whatever you know mm-hmm. i i started a little bit of like a xeno like i it's it's just funny because like final fantasy 7 i've never fully finished it i've gotten to the last cave but i watched y'all play as far as y'all did and you know it's, yeah. it's just funny you know so definitely those experiences are kind of like uh ain't, there's nothing like it um and mm-hmm. 
and it's funny because you know we all grown now and uh we do just living our lives you know some of us got little kids oh, little yeah. children um, just a few of them i got i got a few <laughs> you know we're all you know we, we're all just trying to be adults and work and like live life and it's hard sometimes nowadays i mean we all live in different places now uh so um playing games is different and today we're going to talk about one of the games that kind of you know it's kind of brought me kyle and rob all together because kyle and rob met each other through i guess me through some of the crazy ideas that i've had in the past (laughs) and um which are not dead they're coming back one day bbn is not dead but um you know so yeah man throwback but um (laughs) yeah you know we've played games together and today we're going to particularly be talking about the division two um and also just a little bit about like mmos and mmorpgs and playing games online because i feel like yeah i miss those days where we could all sit in the same couch and like play games together and you know what have you but you know life is different and i feel like the games like division two and and uh you know games like it are kind of that replacement you know um so i guess to jump in to get started uh on the topic i guess let me ask you guys you know we've all played division two matter of fact we've all played it together um so let me ask you guys and i guess we can start with kyle what what would you rate the division two like you know i know you guys like it but what's your rating from one to ten and and why would you rate the division two the way that you rate it so kyle what let's know your rating all right so hmm that's kind of a tough one because I'm trying to think of like the best way to rate it. You know, as a shooter, I think it's like really, it's a really good shooter game. Mm-hmm. As a looter shooter, it's okay. You know, the loot as you continue to play kind of breaks down. You know, as an MMO, I don't really get why it's an MMO and <laughs> why it's considered an MMO. So my rating for that would be kind of low. Uh, as a multiplayer game, rating would be high. So I think I just have to kind of give it like an average score of like a 7.5. Because, yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. But I don't know. Like If I have to rate it based on its genre, then it's not really doing anything it sets out to do exceedingly well. But for what it is, it's really good. So 7.5 from me. Okay, solid. 7.5. How about you, Rob? Um, I, I kind of agree. I'm, I'm thinking around eight for my score. Um, mm-hmm. just because to me, the game is pretty solid just as a game. Um, but like Kyle said, if it, if you're comparing it to what the genre is setting out to do, I don't know if it meets all of those, uh, expectations, but I, again, I'm someone who has not played a lot of MMOs and I don't get a lot of time or chances to play MMOs. So I wouldn't be the best one to say what an MMO should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, just overall fun factor, I I can't say that I don't have a good time with it. Um, I would only give it an eight, really, um, because there's things about MMOs in general that just kind of bring me down a little bit the ongoing (laughs) gameplay Mm -hmm. like just having something where you it never really ends um that can just get a little old after a point um and having so many objectives looking at the map just stresses me out because as (laughs) soon as i open the map up it's a million things to go and do 
and that can be i'm sure for some people that's like yeah this is my 60 dollars right here but for me it's kind of like man i only have so much time to do things Mm -hmm. and it can just kind of turn me off a little bit but in terms of fun man i can't like it's that's why i introduced it to brad because i just felt like this it's a pretty fun game and you guys like borderlands a lot so i felt like man y'all y'all have to like the division it's pretty dope <laughs> yeah no not yet i mean so so you give it a solid eight mm-hmm. for the most part yeah i mean i feel like i'm exactly where you guys are like 7.5 8 8.25 <laughs> you know whatever rounded to eight um i feel like for like i mean i wouldn't say that i'm mmo person like i don't think it's hard. Like, there's only like one game that I think that I've stuck around for a very, very long t- time to play, and that was Smash Brothers, uh, particularly mm. Smash Brothers Melee. And I think a lot of it has to do with community. Like, particularly I was playing with like my friends who I, you know, went to school with, or like my roommates, or who, what have you. And like, I felt like getting good, like, like what motivates me to play a game is like being good at it and having fun with, you know with my friends or even even by myself so i feel like the division like yeah rob put me on it and then i put kyle on it (laughs) (laughs) and um and i think the the real appeal for me was that it was an mmo that didn't feel like an mmo you know what i'm saying Mm, yeah like like i feel like you know uh back in the day rob introduced me to guild wars which is Ooh, a, oh man a whole i knew time. we were gonna talk about guild wars <laughs> yeah we're, we're definitely gonna, we're gonna definitely talk about guild wars because we gotta talk about some real mmo stuff but i think that i really enjoyed uh guild wars because it was new to me like i'd never played an mmo at that age it was like magical and the music and like it looked good and i was like blown away by it all and as I played it longer, I think the problem I ran into is that the further you got into the game, the more commitment you had to give. And if you mm. stepped away for too long, you never could really come back in like like in and, and if one of your friends was playing and they were playing for more for longer than you, you'd come back and then you'd be like, Man, like he level eighty five and I'm level twelve, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you know, and I think something the division does, and this is why I think I really like this game, is that it it does that thing where it doesn't matter what level you are, mm-hmm. you can all play together and have a great experience, even if you're not like like me, me and Kyle were like level eight when we were playing with Rob when he was like level twenty something, and I feel like that really was huge to me, feeling that mm-hmm. I could still play even though you know I wasn't technically that great so i you know let me ask you guys like what did y'all think about that like was it cool to have that ability that we could all play together even though we were on different you know levels and like different skill levels and you know was that something y'all enjoyed most definitely man i thought that that's what made it exciting to introduce to someone new because i knew you could hop in and it didn't matter that you were 15 levels behind me you could hop in, play where I'm at. We didn't have to backtrack or I didn't have to walk around with you while you killed little scrubs the whole time. <laughs> and I just stand there and watch you do it so you can get your level up. We got to yeah. go on real missions right off the back and just have a good time playing the game like we were both in the same spot. And uh, that was that's what I feel like it was one of the best systems that they put into the game. I, w- I wish other uh mmos would do the same thing but i don't i don't know if they're implementing it like that in other uh games but 
the division was the first one where I saw it. Yeah, the level scaling was next level. No, no pun intended. As far <laughs> as like, because I think at some points, and we were trying to, I remember trying to figure this out, <clears throat> whether or not it was making us the same level as you, or or like bringing us within a certain range. But it definitely did, you know, change the encounters to where because we were, you know, playing the game for the first time ever and not immediately dying. Which mm-hmm. you know, we've played Borderlands. And some of us have been different levels, and it is completely opposite. You know, mm-hmm. if you join somebody else's game who is much yeah. higher than you, as soon as you spawn in, you need you're to be dead. revived. Yeah, like one shot, you're done. And then what you just said, Rob. You know, if if you're the higher level person in their game, there's no scaling. There's never a threat to you. And so, mm-hmm. and yeah, especially if the game is really bad about sharing XP. You know, you you pretty much just have to be a spectator until. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if you're there to play with somebody else, you know, that can really break the experience pretty terribly. Yeah. 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 And it can make new players not want to play because if all their friends have already gone up to level 20, 30 or whatever. And now here I come brand new. It's not going to be any fun playing in their game world. And it's definitely not going to be fun for them to sit there and walk around with me doing a little basic uh, killing slime missions like for, <laughs> yeah like, that's not fun and i think one of the other really cool sharing tools is the way loot drops work mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, where like everybody gets their own loot and to me that's one of the coolest things i remember playing borderlands one oh, and man. like man <laughs> that was the worst thing i had a friend who would pick up anything that dropped so it didn't matter he had all the best weapons he's running around with rocket launchers that drop poison and fire all at the same like it was just the coolest thing and i'm running around with like a little pistol that i'm holding on to real tight but i I, that frustrated me so much it made me not want to play with him for one but it also made me kind of anxious when i played those games because i'm like man i gotta catch me something Mm -hmm. like i can't if something drops i need to run over there and check it out right away and just start picking up stuff even if i don't know if it's good or not just pick it up i like to look at the stats and take time out to compare my weapons and the things i have in my inventory so i don't just hoard a whole bunch of uh, things but with certain people i didn't have time to do that so i would just pick up everything yeah 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 and i think that's something that like you you don't even like like i feel like mmos and stuff like that like like borderlands because it was like you could play online like i think back in the day but it was mostly like couch you know co-op kind of play mm-hmm. is that like it was like your friend group so you brought your friend in you kind of know your friends right like mm-hmm. some of your friends are like fun to play with and some of them are like terrible or some <laughs> of them get clowned after a game in a voice chat and somebody oh leaves a God. message <laughs> that's a whole other story <laughs> but you know it's like you you know who they are so like when you play with them you know you like you adapt but when you're playing online with people you don't necessarily know everybody, so it's nice when there's a system that kind of like goes, hey, like you can just enjoy the experience no matter what type of player you're playing with, you mm-hmm. can still get the most out of it. And I think that's something that like the division, they clearly were like focused on, let's make this the best possible experience for any type of player, like in at any point that they jump in, like versus like uh what's it called? Um Monster Hunter, which oh is my like gosh. Like oh, man. it's it is like the worst for number one. Like 
if you're like if you don't start together and play together like it is horrible it takes so long no hope it's like Mm. it's so bad and and to see that and and then i think one really cool thing about the division and and i definitely want to come back to like how people play in mmos because i think that's really funny um (laughs) is that like like the division is also uses a like gaming language that is very familiar if you're like a game player what i mean is it's a first person shooter and it's not like it has its complexities like oh you have your little uh abilities and you have like your different classes and stuff like that which makes it unique but to be honest like other than that that which was a little confusing and trying to understand what was happening in the menu i mean the menu was just to this day i still don't know what some of the things do but like (laughs) like but as far as like gameplay i knew how to shoot and point at enemies and i know that an assault rifle shoots fast I know a sniper shoots like a sniper, and I, you know, the only weapon that's trash to me is a rifle, because like, what's the point of it? It's just somewhere kinda, in between. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. But like, you know, everything else feels like something that I could play in Call of Duty or some other game. It may play differently, but I think that's like one of the strongest points to me that it's really easy to start playing like an onboard a person mm-hmm. if they've ever played a shooter, like ever, like. You know, it's not like magic powers and like, you know, weird, you know, no. what do, you know, so. Yeah, they can pretty much figure out well, all you have to figure out after picking up and learning how to just shoot or knowing how to shoot and throw grenades and uh, take cover. You're really just monitoring the stats on the weapons that you're picking up in the body armor. Um, once you kind of figure that out then you can play through the whole game only paying attention to what you're wearing and the weapons that you're picking up. I don't think that you have to really go too much further than that. At least my experience has not required me to have to do much more than just make sure I have the most up-to-date armor and weapons. And that works. I mean, a lot of times I don't even have to change out my weapons or armor for a nice duration of levels before it feels like, okay, I'm getting a little weak. I need to uh, pay attention to some armor upgrades or something, but it's not as heavy as some of the other games, like those fantasy MMO Mm -hmm. type games, like the concepts and the ideas, the words that they're using, you don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) half the time. Right. You're trying to figure out, okay, I need to put crystal, the red crystals onto my, my fairy jacket to make sure that I can use my firepower and you just don't I don't be knowing and then enchanting items and all that stuff you don't have to do any of that extra stuff on this one you just pick up guns like you would on any game it's just these have stats that let mm-hmm. you know which ones are stronger and which ones are weaker so I, I feel you I think that it's a pretty simple game it's like a beginner MMO yeah and that's, I could see that's, that. yeah yeah and I think that they they've struck a, a good balance, in my opinion, between having you know the loot aspect where you can pick up stuff. There will always be stuff to pick up. There's no there is no shortage of loot mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. But then you know down the line, as we've been playing, every so often I've like you know gotten a little deeper and deeper into the crafting systems because if I had to guess, I would think. That the crafting and like the guilds and like, you know, being able to run missions that are effectively uh, not riots. What are they called? Whenever you run a a guild mission raids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that side of things is what really 
makes it an MMO because I feel like I'm still at the high level as far as like understanding how the crafting works. And it's, mm. it's so complex to me because <laughs> they're like these little nuances, you know, that when you're reading it on the gun, you're like, oh, that's cool. But then when you get in there and they're like, hey, you can remove this stat and put it on a different weapon, but you can only remove certain stats from certain weapons. And you can only put that stat on the same type of weapon, but that weapon has to have a certain, it has to meet this certain criteria before you can even break it apart. But if you break it apart, unless you have the, something you know else in your inventory, then it won't even go to your inventory. And I'm just oh, like, wow. man, hold <laughs> up. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that on there. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, this it's crazy. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. I immediately ran away from it once I made so I made a shotgun that does incendiary damage and I was like, that's all I ever wanted, so I'm never coming back here. Yeah. No, no. you know you know, that's a testament to like I I mean, like the level of game design that you need to be able to do that where like like it's it's kind of like like Smash Brothers. You know how Smash Brothers like anybody can kind of pick up and play like even if they don't really know how to play games and they can kind of have a good time if you like like aren't obscenely mean to them if you're good at the game. Yeah. Like yeah. but like you know like I've had friends uh, like from church who've never played games like girls, guys, whoever and they'll play and they're like having a great time but they have no idea what's going on. But mm-hmm. over here, on the other side, me and like some other guy who's really good, we having like an epic battle. Like over here, <laughs> spot dodging and trying to jump and grab and dare and nair and like we're doing all this stuff while they're over there just throwing pokeballs at each other and having a great time. And I feel like for a player to be able to enter it at the level that they want to and get what they want out of it at any level and still have a good time is incredible. Like I honestly feel like there's a very long period of time where all I did was like, what, what armor gives me more armor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't matter what, what the other stats were. And I saw mm-hmm. all these other stats and they have all these things. But as me and Kyle and Rob have played more, I'm starting to notice like, oh, like I can use the skill tier with this to boost my, you know, my ability mm-hmm. to go to be stronger, which gives the stats. And then if I wear different types of weapons of the same class it boots boosts each other mm-hmm. and then if i have this type of weapon with this weapon and with this ability like and you start to find like oh man this is really deep but at fundamentally as a nor- an average player it's just a shooter it's yeah, like yeah. what you, you don't need you all that no you don't have to do any of that extra stuff to enjoy the game i for me once i figured out my loadout or what i wanted Kind of like what Kyle was saying, he did the thing that made his shotgun shoot fire. Um, <laughs> I I figured out what I wanted my special skill set to be with the grenades. And once I got that set, I'm pretty much going to stay that way for the rest of the time I play the game. I don't mm-hmm. feel like going through the trouble. For one, it, a lot of those things, and that's the one of my biggest issues about RPGs in general sometimes, is doing a lot of that those extra things the playing around with the other mechanics and uh, systems in the game takes up a lot of time and i only have a certain amount of time to play a game sometimes (laughs) and now i've spent 
half an hour to an hour just in the menus over here <laughs> updating weapons and backpacks and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and i really just want to go out here and shoot and especially if i'm playing with my friends like i'm also on their time as well so you know if brad doesn't have enough time or he's only got an hour to play then we gotta just get straight to the missions i'm mm-hmm. not gonna have brad sitting with me in the white house while i'm changing <laughs> my you know customizing my guns and things like that so you know but it but i want to that's the thing i i like to experience all of the things that the game has to offer um so that's why i will play around with them sometime to some extent but after i've done it once or twice then i just kind of leave it alone and just continue to go on enjoying the game and pushing through the game yeah yeah i think i think that's like I think that's something like maybe it's a mindset that is starting to evolve in the game industry, like where like the people who are making games, yes, they make them for kids and stuff, but they're also like making them for adults and starting to realize like, like, like a lot of games now have that uh, ability to play a game on like, it's not easy mode, but it's like. narrative mode type yeah like a story mode right because like oh like i like this game and i like the gameplay but i'm not really here for the challenge i'm here for the you know the story and i like the story a lot and i just want to really you know i followed this franchise since i was a child and i just want to see the latest iteration but i got kids now you know and i don't Mm -hmm. got time to play like 20 for 60 70 80 hours like i used to um and i can do that in like a weekend or something so it's like seeing a game that's really trying to accommodate that and yeah like i think it's funny like sometimes when me and kyle have played i can tell that kyle is kind of more invested in like looking at his equipment but it does it's not like completely detrimental if i go hey kyle i only got like 30 minutes and kyle goes okay cool i'll do this later you know like Mm -hmm. he he doesn't i know that in in a way it's a bummer because he has to stop what he's doing and like accommodate to my play style but it doesn't like detriment him like he's not all of a sudden like wow i'm super under leveled and my random magical shield isn't gonna you know repel this and i need you know (laughs) and i didn't go through my sphere grid and change up my you know my materia setups you know it's like you can feel like okay cool if i want i I can do this later when he gets off and you know experiment with it and you know, I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I try to do before the game. Before, If I know we're hooking up to play, I'll try to get on a few minutes earlier and just spend some time selling some items out of my inventory, giving my backpack some room or updating, up, um, equipping new armor and things like that. So that by the time we are all on together, we can just go ahead and play. Um and if we if I don't have time to do that, it's kind of like, oh, well, with this game, you can just keep on moving and still have fun. And I have to worry about getting dirt worked as soon as you step out onto the battlefield. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even in that, like what one of the really one of the things I really like about it, even with the multiplayer aspect of it, is that everything is so well time boxed. Like every time we've played Red, we always have like a destination in mind. Yeah. But then, like, mm-hmm. we get stopped, like, four or five, six times yeah, on the man. way to it. And, like, even if we don't make it to our, our you know, destination, we still, like, feel like we've played a lot of the game. Because I know, like, MMOs, in my opinion, I've played a, a, quite a few of them. A lot of them suffer from, like, really bad pacing just mm-hmm. because, like, things are spread around or you have to do certain prerequisites. Or, like you were saying earlier, 
if you're under level, then it forces you to fight these slimes, which is never interesting because it, <laughs> it wants to tutorialize, you know. It, but Division kind of like it puts you right into the action. Like you're you feel powerful enough like immediately, you know. And so, it, yeah, like, just I, the moment to moment is so good. Yeah, I think that's something that really stood out to me. Like when I played with Rob for the first time, like I think we played Division, the original Division way back in the day i i can't when it like was still yeah. a, a, a demo um, or something. we actually played the beta the beta uh, the first uh, of the division yeah and you know it was cool you know i see a lot of the vestiges or whatever you want to call it of what it was the division but the division too something they've really done well is that you start playing and i'm you know i'm playing with rob and millie and we're going through stuff and it really felt dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you play an MMO, it's like a lot of empty space. And then you run, you know, you're doing a fetch quest. Like, oh, you need yeah. to get 80, 80 elk horns or you need yeah. to kill this particular person. So you're just running to that location and like running into a lot of annoying enemies or, you know, and right. sometimes when you go into a new area, it's interesting because it's, oh, this is a new enemy and they're different and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the moment to moment feels very like, okay, destination A, destination B. But this game has been like, will surprise me over and over and over. You know, we're just making our like, yeah, when we first were playing, we're making a way through a street and there's just like a, a band of people just walking down the street and they're just popping off. And then another group pop rolls up and then all of a sudden, pop, pop, pop. And then there's a side mission yeah. pops up. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're here now, I guess. Yeah, you know, what's this question it. mark <laughs> yeah. on the map? Ooh, oh, just, man. You know, that's, yeah, that's one of the coolest things about it to me, especially when you can go inside of the building. So you're in the middle yeah. of the street getting into a fight. Next thing you know, you're running through a restaurant and yeah. like you're <laughs> yeah. taking cover and Inside the restaurant and it's just real cool um one of the best one of the coolest open world settings to me in terms of this um how much they've put into it, how much detail they put into it and the fact that you can go inside some locations that you didn't even realize had so many layers to it you mm-hmm. go inside there and next thing you know you're like going down into the basement and on a whole different mission that you didn't even know existed just a second ago but now you're in this real cool mission where you're finding a science lab in the basement i think mm-hmm. me and kyle and millie were doing this one oh mission yeah where it was like i can't it was it was real cool um but i think i don't know if they were uh, it was something to do with the virus itself and i remember we we even had like a puzzle it was like a a zelda style (laughs) puzzle and i was like this is this is cool like they they give us uh some different things to look forward to so after doing a mission like that it makes me excited to keep going and hopefully run into another mission of that same caliber without having to just go seeking for those i'm just as i play the game i'll just run into them and that's what's really really cool to me speaking on like the the setting and stuff i was a little bit hesitant at first to kind of get into the game because i felt like they were going to try to push the edginess too far Mm -hmm. you know like it's a apocalyptic washington dc and like all these different set pieces like oh look what they did to the white house look what they did to the all these different structures and, and but they've really done it like in my opinion super tastefully and like you said you know it seemed like they really had a vision for it and so like rather than having oh yeah this is an abandoned restaurant isn't that cool it's like you go in there and there are actually things that kind of make sense like people were here or now it's been so long that 
some of the people who have survived, you know, and are living off the land, so to speak, like they've set up their cots in here and they have mm-hmm. like jugs of nasty water over here. And there's like a loot box over here that has like, oh, this is somebody else's knee pads because it's always knee pads whenever you, <laughs> yes. whenever you loot. Knee pads. <laughs> yes. But it's like all the environments feel like so intentionally fabricated. Within, mm-hmm. And it's huge. Like, it's a massive map. So Yeah. It's a big map with a lot of detail. So, that's that's what makes it really cool to me. After playing games like GTA, you know, they're f- huge open world settings, but you couldn't go inside all the buildings and things no. like that. Like, and um, to be able to do that on a game like this and it being online multiplayer is just one of the coolest things because it's like a surprise box almost like you, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're gonna get and you're with your friends so it it brings that element of excitement that you used to feel playing couch co-op like that was one mm-hmm. of the best things about couch co-op was just finding something new together together and, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you know you both getting excited at the same time and just having that that dynamic experience together with this it feels very similar because we we both are just running out here with one mission in mind, but then we end up finding the, all these other things that just take place at the same time. It's, I, that's what made me like the game. I'm about to change my score from an eight to a nine. You know, oh. it's, it's, it's interesting because the more we talk about it, the more I realize like it's re- like to me, I was so amazed by the care. That the developer, designers, and artists put together, like as you were talking about the restaurant or the old children's theater or the Washington Monument or the NASA, you know, like it's like really clear that like the people like it felt feels like almost every space somebody really spent time thinking about like how how can I make this feel like something, you know, versus Mm -hmm. just like, oh, we need to make it look different. You know, I remember one time talking to Rob about this, how like we both like in a game when the game goes into a new type of like, uh, like space. So like you go from the jungle area to the ice world to the space world, like for, for some reason that's really fun and interesting, even though it's the same game and, you know, like a Mario game, but Mm -hmm. I really have enjoyed like even the mission, like me and Kyle played a little bit right before just to kind of remember what it was like. And we're playing in a theater. Like it's like a puppet theater. And then like, there's all these, like it looked like some, like something you would see like in Washington DC, if you went to go see a theater for kids and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it really feels like, wow, I'm playing in these spaces. And then they think through all these different dynamic scenarios where like, you know, you're fighting a person, they're on stage, and then duh, duh, duh. it just feels very, very, like, I feel like they cared about this. It wasn't yeah. just, like, of course it's a cash grab. If you're making a game, you're trying to get that money. For but, sure. like, mm-hmm. it really feels like the team was like, I really care about this, and I really want this to be great. And and it, it just really, you can feel it mm-hmm. through, and, and just the, the levels, the there's high ground, and, I mean, we can talk about the pathing system being somewhat garbage but like (laughs) overall like just exploring the city and like one time we were walking through an alleyway and some random dude was standing in the alleyway and we're like what are you doing here and he gave us a bounty and like you said it's like a little (laughs) surprise box and like just every once in a while something new like oh what like you know um so yeah you know that's really my one of my favorite um environments that we ended up coming across was the i believe it was a planetarium 
They oh, had yeah. like the auditorium yeah. and like a video was playing while we were in the middle of a shootout. Like it was it was just so cool. It was one of the coolest uh places that we ended up going to. Um and the, I don't you guys didn't really play the division 1, but the mm-hmm. division 1, I mean to me honestly like you could go back and play the division 1. If someone could probably argue that there's some systems that division two improved on um but overall to me the experience was just about the same um and what was really cool about it is that it was new york so it was a whole different uh surprise box city that you could run through i mean there was a part where i believe it was um what madison square garden and you're in the rafters oh wow and you like but you see the whole like the uh the the stadium below you while you're going through the rafters and you it's just one of the yeah. coolest things um to experience so i i just i'm so, i've been so impressed by the way they've they've done this game and the way they built it i haven't seen anything else that's like it really um Mm-mm. i always wondered how far cry games play um in multiplayer mode because t- they seem like they could be similar, I guess, um, because but they wouldn't call theirs an MMO. They would just call theirs like a four player co-op game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but I've heard that it has a really good co-op because you can just play in that huge open world with uh, four of your friends. And I guess what makes an MMO an MMO and you guys will probably talk about it more is, I guess, the stats in the leveling up feature of an MMO or of an RPG and I guess putting that into the game will make it be considered an MMO versus another game that's the division two but without all of those things yeah so I don't uh, I guess Far Cry probably wouldn't be uh, that but it seems to me like it would that's kind of a cool game that I could see being similar in mm-hmm. that you would ride around and you would run into these really cool things. Borderlands does it good. Um, at least Borderlands two. I heard Borderlands three was garbage. Um, <laughs> it's rough. Confirmed. Yeah. So snap. So one. Yeah. So I, so I don't know really like who else does like I wouldn't after having an experience like this with the division two, I don't know if I could expect to have an experience like this with any other MMO, like monster hunter and things like that. Just don't grasp me. I've tried to get into them, but it feels like the learning curve is huge on it. Um, If you miss out playing it with your friends, when it comes out, then you're just pretty much left behind by yourself to figure it out. And, I just it just doesn't have that same vibe. This was one of the best MMOs that I've played. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Monster yeah, ahead, Hunter is. I think Monster Hunter is also one of those games that is of a specific taste. Like <clears throat> I had a hard time playing Monster Hunter just because it was it's it's in a game it's in a league all of its own as far as like how it handles things like it. It ventures into like the fantastical, but then like as far as player movement, it's like very realistic. And so like I could see that being very off putting for people. Aside from once you if you can get past that and if you do enjoy, you know, the moment to moment of the action, once you get into the user experience for that game, no matter what you're doing, that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back for you. Because 
it's nearly incomprehensible. <laughs> you, you, you know, by design. I, 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 so, so you know, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to come back to what Rob was saying, but I want to continue a little bit on division here. So, so keep them keep in mind the MMO thing in general. But let's talk a little bit about division. Well, okay, there's two things I want to talk about division. The the bad things, <laughs> some of the the bad things, but also where it, to me it really starts to stand out as an MMO. So, so first, like, let's talk a little bit about how maybe some of the things that I feel like it didn't do super well. Like, uh, number one, I, I just want to call this out, and I said this a little earlier, but like the map system is okay, but it went when it comes to pathing you to some place. Sometimes it's one of the most frustrating experiences you could possibly have. Like, I remember one time playing by myself, you know, just I just wanted to get some of the shade caches, um, which are used for like upgrading your special abilities or whatever, and a like, like, whatever bonus kind of stuff because y'all weren't on. And I remember there was a shade cache in like that was at in this building, and it was pathing me to the building, but no matter what, no matter where I went, Mm -hmm. I'd follow the path. It would all of a sudden just reset and tell me to go somewhere else. Yep. Right. And I kept doing mm-hmm. that over and over. And I remember Shailene, you know, that's my wife. She was watching me. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find this chain cash. I've been literally doing it for 20, 30 minutes. Find out later. I had to find this one arbitrary wall that I could climb. Mm-hmm. And then I could climb and then I could climb somewhere else, which I had done once before. But I missed that there was another random like window that was climbable through that i then had to go across a plank and then jump across the thing I know and exactly then, which one you're you talking know, about and it was just like yo like this is and i get you know they try to use these like yellow tarps to kind of yeah. show you this is climbable but in some mm-hmm. situations especially with the verticality of how and how the game works mm-hmm. and like how like streets aren't always like like they'll go down and up and like a building the entrance there's no clear entrance to a building like it it drove me mad i almost was like i don't know if i can do this anymore <laughs> because no you I know feel I, you. I, yeah i don't know if y'all have had any frustrations like outside of that but that one has killed me the the mat the the tr- mm. whatever you call it the path i think that was the last cash that i had to get cuz if, if i remember it was like the whenever you clicked it on the map to waypoint it would bring you into an alleyway and there was this tall fence. Is that the, was that the same one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The tall fence one, yeah, where you had to, yeah, you had to travel through the building, and then that one had like a plank that you go to another building yeah. in order to. But but when you, but you can see the shade cast through the fence, but you you have to figure out how in the world do I get into this building? But there's no entrance like on the ground level. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was talking about a different one, but yes, this oh. that one frustrated <laughs> me as well. Oh yes, I mean there were a handful of them that were just as terrible as each other not i don't think there's one that i could classify as the worst because they were all just horrible <laughs> yeah yeah i pretty much yeah i agree that was the shade caches did bother me a lot i think it's see i'm always i've still i'm still someone who's into graphics and the way the game looks and to me 
it's one of those things where it's like, man, they blended everything so well. Everything yeah. looks so detailed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a curse, too, because it's some things that you wish would stand out a little bit more to help mm-hmm. you know where the path is or what path to take. It just blends into the background. You can't tell that, oh, man, I could have just... I should have jumped on this trash <laughs> <Yeah>. can <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because the trash can, you walk past plenty of them throughout the game, but you don't and you think can't about jump like, on them. Exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so, no, I, I, I agree. It's there could be a, they could do a little bit better with giving some direction or some cues to let you know that, Hey, this window, none of the other thousand windows that you saw, but this one <laughs> you can actually <laughs> climb through. Yeah. I feel you. And they do a pretty good job with, like, you know, interactable objects, like, giving them that orange glow. So, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, th- there's been situations where the orange glow, like, extends way beyond what the object is. And it's <laughs> yeah. a little confusing. But mm-hmm. overall, I like that because it draws your attention to something that might look, like you said, they've done such a good job with detail. Like, a- another door with a lock on it isn't any different than any other door you walk by because of how detailed things are. So, right. I-, I think... Overall, they've done a good job of mitigating those issues. I think, like, they created a game that, like, even their own system is too, like, is not good enough. for. Like, even bounties, for example. Like, they purposefully don't give you a direct route to the bounty. They kind of want you to find it. But I'm learning more and more that they're always just underground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like yeah. you find the nearest sewer and go underground. That's probably the way that you're going to get to the bounty because it's rarely above ground. If you can't well, get to it, you know, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I guess if you can't find it, yeah. See, I remember the bounties, for one, were like the hardest battles that I would have in the game. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason. Like, they would just be the, the toughest battles. Um, but the ones that I was running into, they were like above ground and one it was two people and what you get a time limit on those bounties don't mm-hmm. you like you have to do it in a certain amount of time yeah i rem- i remember those were weird when i first started doing them and probably because i was should have went underground i didn't i didn't know that <laughs> i could probably just needed to go underground because i couldn't find certain ones a lot of times i would run up to the area and be looking around trying to figure out what should i do but the one that i found i remember it was it was above ground and the guy killed me in like five minutes. And <laughs> oh, man. A, yeah, it was a it was too long of a fight for me to die. And then when I came back, I guess the bounty goes away or it um, does. Yeah, when you yeah, die, when you die in it. Mm-hmm. But no, that's trying to find things in a game that has verticality to it like that. Thus, I think that's always been a problem. If you a lot of games I play, single player games as well, just when there's things that are above, above you or you below or you, below you. Mm-hmm. they just for whatever reason they have a hard time doing that or they don't want to just give you give me an arrow like a line that goes from me <laughs> that goes to where i need to go and i feel like that would uh remedy the problem um yeah. but for whatever reason it, they don't they don't do it that way they just put like a dot somewhere and it's like figure it you out you have to figure it out yeah. yeah good luck yeah Kyle, so, any anything for you so my my least favorite like random event is a combination of these things: the bad navigation, as well as confusing, uh, con- just confusion on where things are, and that's the supply drop. 
Events. Oh my goodness! Those I literally just don't even. I ignore those boys. Just, <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it's never worth it. Like you're always just gonna find a, a pistol that's under level whenever you open the supply drop. And I don't know. I've never used my sidearm, so I don't need another one. But <laughs> the worst thing in the bottom is that first off, it shows up on your map, right? And it's like, oh, it's a supply drop happening, and it's like it's over here. And so you run over there, but like Brad was saying, it's one of those that cover an area. And now the supply drops sometimes, I think there's a glitch with the effect, but sometimes they'll have a flare on them. And so they'll puff, you know, the pink, the pink smoke. Right. But while you're running over there, once you get into the, th- the area, the enemies start opening them. And so mm-hmm. like if you come in on one side, but there's a supply drop on the complete opposite side, you can't even get over there before the guy opens it. And so you just hear supply drop opened, you know, and so now you have two out of three that you can get. But then you're like looking around for the other two and they're like be behind walls and they'd be up on top of stuff. But there's like no indications. If you mm-hmm. can't see the pink smoke, you have no idea where they are. And you're just getting shot in the back of the neck. Yes. Because yes. there's 30 enemies. And it's just like once you do find the supply drop, like I said, it's 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 never I've rarely I think I think the first time I got a designated hit a designated hitter was from a supply drop. And that was when I was super low level, so it was like it was cool back then. But then, ever since, I've only gotten like garbage weapons. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I feel like you know that type of mission. You know, like when in your head you come up with an idea, like you know, it'd be super cool if you had to fight ten guys at the same time, and there was explosions, <laughs> and they all had rocket launchers, and you had to dodge their bullets. <laughs> like it sounds like really cool until you like actually play it or do it and you're like oh this is horrible i feel like the supply (laughs) drops are that like it's multiple factions all trying to get to the same point Mm -hmm. and you also it's time-based you're trying to stop people from opening the little caches or whatever but because of the game's (laughs) like weirdness sometimes you can't stop a person from opening it even if you are shooting them or it's being weird but the worst part, I feel like I've died more on those supply missions than mm-hmm. anything else in the game. Because I'll go <laughs> in there, I'm like overleveled for the situation, I feel pretty good, and then there's people in front of me, behind me, above me, under me. Like It's like, I'm like, where are they coming from? And they're all shooting, and like there's nowhere to hide, and then all of a sudden, you know, you just die. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, I feel like that's one of those situations where they're like, man, this seems really cool. But, like, when you put it out there, it's like, nah, this ain't fun. This is just annoying, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think I would go. I don't. I think I went after one supply drop, and I decided then that I wasn't going to waste time with them anymore <laughs> because <laughs> it, was just, it was just a headache overall to it have was. to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention one more thing before we kind of change the topic because – there's this one mission. I don't know if you remember this, Kyle. Remember when we were heading? It was over near like the Washington Monument or something. And uh-huh. this is the first time we'd been in this area. And we were just kind of running around. And like, you know, the cool thing about the game, as we mentioned, is there's like a lot of stuff happening. Like, okay, we have a mission over here. But, oh, there's a shade cache over here. And, oh, there's a, 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 a public execution happening. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, also the missions that I never want to see again are the propaganda ones. The broadcast. The broadcast was. Those are just stupid. But anyway, so we're heading toward a mission and we run into this area that seems really well designed. Like it's supposed to be a mission area. And we kind of go in there 
and we're kind of like looking around and we're finding loot and like you know like there's nobody really there and it seems kind of glitched out a little bit Mm -hmm. because like we might see an enemy or something but they're not like really paying attention to us or it just felt a little weird doors wouldn't open when they yeah doors wouldn't open things weren't interactive what we ended up finding out and is that we entered the the backside of a mission like we were going against the flow i guess you could say of what <laughs> uh-huh. the mission wanted and it was i think the mission that we were needing to do or something and we got like halfway through and we kind of got in a situation where we couldn't progress anymore and then the mission triggered and all of a sudden it was like one of those weird missions where it's like a hostage situation where a person's uh-huh. like please help us don't let us die you know and you can see their health bar pop up and all of a sudden you just hear like one of those like big gatling guns like mm-hmm. like shooting and the person's like please help and just you just see their life going down and we're like how do we get to you you know <laughs> and we failed the mission and it was like one of those situations where it's like you're you're too good like your game is so interesting that like you kind of made the situation where I want to investigate things that I shouldn't be investigating. Like I Mm -hmm. should be completely blocked out of. And we failed the mission. We had to restart it and it restarted us and like teleported us to a whole nother area. It was, it was so strange. I think it it actually brought us like closer to the starting point to where mm -hmm. we were able to trigger it in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did it in the right direction. It was, it was so strange. It was, it was fun, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it was so strange. So, I, yeah, go ahead. I was say I, I can't I can't count how many times that during a mission, I, I turned down a path that was actually the exit because it'll start you off like, and then because because they they put like the secret loot chests and stuff and the the keys and the and mm-hmm. all those stuff in those little nooks and crannies and so. You know, always searching down for secrets, and you know, nine out of ten times it's just the exit, and so you can't go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So it's it's like like you were saying earlier, Rob. Like the game is so detailed and so well done, it's kind of a disadvantage because everything it like feel everything feels important, but everything yeah. isn't important. And then mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's an interesting thing. So, I so okay, I want to talk about one aspect that i feel like this game where it starts to really show its mmo-ness so um you know rob me and kyle had been playing right and we got to basically the max level like the level cap right and we were playing some random mission like we were like oh like let's just play these story missions you know like maybe we'll catch rob or millie or whatever like let's just play a few of them so (laughs) We arbitrarily, like, we we were taking some, like, stronghold or something, and we didn't really think anything of this. Like, we were just doing some random missions, you know? There was still plenty of other stuff to do on the map. We were just like, oh, let's, you know, we got some time. And we ran a mission, and it was, like, very, you know, first of all, who knows what the story is? Like, I have no clue what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and (laughs) a testament to them that, like, I could care less about the story, but, like, I will... I will like tolerate it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're playing this mission, and I can't remember what we were doing, but it was like in the Congress building or something. I, I don't know if you remember this, Kyle. And all of a sudden, we beat the mission, and then a countdown started. Mm-hmm. And the thing was red. <laughs> <laughs> <I remember. laughs> we finish a mission, and then there's a countdown. 
And it says world, like it says some advancing wor- world tears. Yes, like that. Yes, it's advancing world tier, and there's a countdown. And we had just finished the mission, still trying to k- get up, get loot, and we're kind of heading toward the exit. And it's telling us we need to leave the mission area. And we're like, "What is happening?" And it's just a countdown, like a, a sixty second <laughs> countdown, advancing world tier. No explanation. No, like nothing. Not like <laughs> so oh, just this running, is, <laughs> just running, and and then it just. Run, goes the countdown happens the screen goes black mm-hmm. and then it like ch- transitions to like a cut scene wow. and, and it shows like these like dudes invading the city with like super high-tech weapons like these robots. drone robots and advanced armor and like killing all these people and like retaking over the whole city so everything we had done together like as a group Got undone. Oh, like wow. <laughs> every crazy. every out uh what do you call them uh outposts the outpost? yeah, and yeah strong every, are, uh, uh, uh control points every control point every city everything that we had taken safe houses as well I believe like all of them got reset and we <laughs> wow. and we're just sitting here like what just happened you know wow see that's what i was saying earlier about just like that's cool like i think that's really cool but at some point i want to be like i want to beat the game i guess yeah. <laughs> there's a such thing and that for me is like it's a way to keep you playing and i understand like and i think that for some people that's awesome there's a guy who i'm friends with on playstation i don't talk to him i barely know him uh, like in real life but we became friends on PlayStation at some point, and the only game I see him playing all the time is The Division 2. Wow. All the time. He's been playing it for years. And I I can understand, I can see how, you know, you can end up wrapped up in it, especially when you go into the PvP area and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, I would probably... That cutscene would have been my end of the game cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been like, oh, well, I guess we lost. They took over <laughs> the city. <laughs> like, that's just too much for me. Like, I, you know, it's the gameplay is fun. I like to, you know, keep going through it. But I, I like to play other games too. So it's really hard to, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Just, you know, keep playing it. Mm hmm. So what there was thinking? no warning. Yeah. What were you thinking when that was happening, Kyle? Like, what was going through your head? Well, I thought, I mean, the mission, it was grand and, you know, and it seemed like it was one of the, I guess, like really momentous missions because it was a longer one and a lot of like story stuff was happening. I think we we had just like saved everybody and we got the White House up to a certain tier and the story had progressed so far. What, what was, well, you could conceive of the story at least, like the noticeable <laughs> beats had happened. And so like, to me, there was no warning. And mm-hmm. so... I was terrified about, I was like, this game is about to erase my hard drive or something <laughs> because it looks so malicious to see. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> advancing world tears, which like you were saying earlier, Rob, it's like they might as well have put it in French because I don't, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. And it <laughs> was in red and we were in, so we were in the building when it came up and it gave us a one minute countdown. And so we were scrambling, trying to find the exit. And when it, when it gave us a countdown before, or something like that it said leave the mission area you know we could leave and then the countdown would go away everything would be fine but so we scrambled to the exit found the exit leave left the mission area and the countdown didn't stop and so it was like we were just waiting for our 
imminent doom at whatever was coming <laughs> yeah and so it was, it was a super strange experience and yeah and, and i think the biggest thing was there was no warning it wasn't like you know how in a lot of games when you get to that point where like you're about to do something that you yeah. can never like like go back on they say are you sure like or they make it really clear like hey you just to let back. you know this is the final mission anything you want to <laughs> do before this you know that you want to complete if you won't be able to you know you won't have access to so it lets you know and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do this right now because I want to get more shade caches or I want to find, more, you know, do some more of the side missions, blah, 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 blah. But this was just another mission on the map that you could yeah. do. And sure, it seemed more grand and epic, but at the end of the day, a lot of the like main missions feel pretty grand and epic and like a lot True, of really yeah. cool stuff are happening. Like one of the missions, the whole building catches on fire. It was kind of strange, but like, it was like, wow, they're really trying to do a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, Pixelated okay, this is fine. cool, you know? But, um, yeah, and, it, and then, but here's the thing. I 100% agree with you, Rob. Because at that moment, real talk, I was like, I'm done with this game. Because I see what you're about to do here. <laughs> like, you just reset all my progress. Yeah, and that the content. I hate that. Like, I hate that. I hate that. But yeah. you know what they did after that? They were like, we going to make it worth your time. Like, they, they yeah. we go to the White House, and they're like, hey, a new thing opened up. And you're like, you know, they always open up random stuff that don't really matter. Uh-huh. And you go up to it, and then it's like, go-joom, 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 go-joom. And then all these, like, first of all, they don't tutorialize nothing. Like, they love to give you a tutorial after you've done a thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, try to pretend like it matters. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But we go to this desk and it's like, you've now unlocked specializations. And we're like, specializations? What is that? And all of a sudden they're telling you, you can get a new weapon. Mm-hmm, and you yeah. can get a new this. And you can have this. And we're like, what? And yeah. like, you can choose your different weapons. And then there's little missions in the weapon. And then it's like, what? Like, like all of a sudden oh me and Kyra are like, we got to keep playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, that's the, that's the hook, man. Yeah. That's the hook for all the free-to-play games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what keeps people going is that right there. The the way they stimulate you with the sound, all that. Ka-choon, ka-choon, ka-choon. <laughs> <laughs> you unlocked it. Like, cow pull it. Got the bow and arrow. Like, you almost made me want to keep playing just so I can get the bow and arrow, though. Yeah. Because that sounds real cool. But... I mean, yeah, they're going to keep doing that to you, Brad. Like, <laughs> they have their claws into you. Like, they're not going to let you go. You have but to just wait. be like, I'm done. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But there's more. Yeah, and it, it just, oh, no. and it really started to show, like, oh, this is why this people, like, I, you mentioned this to, that to me before, that you had a friend that plays that all the time. And I was like, how is somebody playing this all the time? Like, I get it, but, like, I feel like there's a point where it ends. But then that's where the MMO part start, start, started to show itself. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, like in a lot of MMOs, like the first part of the game is getting to the max level. After the max level, it's all about the gear. After the gear, it's all about the raids. After the raids, it's all about the PvP. After the PvP, mm-hmm. it's all all about, oop, we got an expansion. Now the level mm-hmm. cap has gone up. And then you start that process mm-hmm. again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I see it. Yep. This is what this game is about. And, you know, I'm not an MMO person by my nature but i was like wow this is a really powerful formula you know kyle you said you've played more mmos have you had that experience before in something uh different like you know a different game that you've played so in most of the mmos i've played um one thing that division has done differently to those is introduce the level cap so soon like i feel like we got to level cap really early 
as far as MMOs are concerned. Yeah, 30 is pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. And you level up pretty pretty quickly, you know? Like, yeah. Pretty Yeah, pretty much every mission you level mm-hmm. up. Like in, maybe in maybe two stuff. or three times, and, you know, in a mission, you know, if you do missions mm-hmm. and some side stuff. But, yeah, sorry, what were you thinking? So, yeah, it was just, and, and there'd be, like, a lot of coveted items when you reach a certain level. And so that, that was the incentive to get to a level, was that once you get there, then... You know, it was specific stuff, not just like, oh, here's a better version of the same thing, which was also kind of strange to me in the division because there's only there's Emmeline's guard and oh, designated yeah. hitter. And then a couple of other that I can't remember, like golden weapons mm-hmm. that you get. And it's like then they recycle those over and over throughout the levels. And it's like I've never seen that in an MMO. Like if you get if you're getting a better electricity sword it's going to be somebody else's electricity sword it's not going to be the same one but with better stats and so you know they they've they've kind of flipped the formula on its head where it's like i guess that's to make it more digestible because whenever it's just a better version it has all the same attributes but the stats are better so like you don't really have to read it like you just know you have a better version of the same thing you had and it's like and and so on that account you know because i've played um one that I was really big into was like, you know, uh, Champions Online. And I think the level cap was like 60 or something. But at every mm-hmm. level, you get a new superpower because it was, a, it was a superhero-based MMO. And so, like, that was the whole deal was that eventually you want to have a full suite of superpowers. Mm. But they were level capped. And that's why you continued within the MMO type of thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel like, and maybe the division kind of like has been around long enough where they don't feel like they need to explain this to new players. <laughs> but it, it almost feels like they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, the specializations. I, I forgot to tell you about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, like uh, there's world tiers and the world tiers when you do more stuff. Oh, by the way, there's like these aside missions. Like it's like oh, everything yeah. seems to just kind of be like a, a random thing. And it's a good surprise. But, like, mm-hmm. it kind of feels, I don't want to say, like, aimless. It, it just feels like, you know, like you were saying, Rob, like, I'm just looking for the ending. Like, I was just looking for the final mission and, you know, you know, the final battle. And I was like, cool, I beat the game, you know. But yeah. it feels like because we came in so late, we might have missed a lot of that stuff as it was happening. Like, when specializations appeared and da 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 Now the game has everything and mm-hmm. DLC and all kind of stuff added. But that's... I mean, it's a good thing. It's probably it's like a good problem, I guess. Yeah. Like for someone who really wants to dive deep into that world and wants to continue to have something to do, and especially when you're younger, like mm-hmm. I mean, seventeen year old me would have lost my mind. I would have been so <laughs> ecstatic. Like, man, I get like more game. Like, oh, it's more bad guys. Yeah, bring it on. Like, I would, I would have enjoyed that because I had all the time in the world for one to just play the same game and i had limited funds things like that so having one game that Mm -hmm. gave me this much content was perfect back then but now for me i just it's hard to get invested into a lot of things and i i would love to be into an mmo i don't know if division would be the one that i would pick for myself if i was given a choice to play an MMO um, and I would have all the time to play it and just enjoy it. 
I, I'm not sure if the division would be the one, but like what you were saying, Brad, with them like giving you little things um, like or they kind of drop things on you almost like it's an afterthought and say, oh, yeah, here's the tier, the world tier thing. And here's the specialization thing. It's sometimes it seems like the division is kind of like a beginner MMO, like we were saying before, like they maybe it was better that they just gave it to you in these little bits, mm. little slices, because if if they would have dropped all that kind of stuff on me or even tried to tell me that that was coming yeah. at the beginning of the game, That's a fair I would have been like, man, this is <laughs> like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. yeah it would have been too much. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, for example, uh, monster hunter can, can be that like a massive text wall at the very beginning of your experience <laughs> about something that you won't interact with until like you've literally played for 90 hours. And, and I feel like, I feel like there has to be a balance. Like, hey, I hit level 25. You can give me a heads up. Like, hey, be aware mm. that like we have, you know, because I'm already invested. I'm here. I've been here for mm. 25 level. I've played X amount of hours. Like, drip feed it to me at a time. And I feel like they almost got it right. Like, they yeah. they accidentally got at least kept has kept me along um for the ride so so let me ask you guys well okay one more thing about division and i want to talk a little bit about mmos so i don't know what this is i don't know if this is a part of the the dlc their expansion that i think me and kyle bought or something or download or whatever but we experienced this mission where you go to this college campus and and you do these missions and it was one of the it's the strangest set of, like 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 it's very different than the rest of the game that we've played up to this point like you know how like the game is all about like these events happening and you know their dynamic and random enemies and da 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 mm -hmm. there's this thing where you get on this like helicopter and it takes you to this other place and it's on this college campus and it's just empty it's just absolutely empty and then it's just like missions to play but the there's like three missions that you have to do basically in like one sitting it seems like i don't really understand they didn't really communicate exactly mm -hmm. what you need to do but was there's a the helicopter in front of the white house it was inside it's, it's like it's the exploration missions or yeah, it's not like a, the manhunt one it's not the manhunt Ooh. one that they really want you to pay for and buy whatever <laughs> yeah. the whatever that is it's like a different mm. thing like once you mm. get to a certain level i think it unlocks they, it's, it's, oh they can't it was a result of the world tier yes because yes we can unlock yes. a, the next one by going when, to the next by world going tier. to the next world that's what it is yeah <laughs> the world tiers unlock these these like side mission well not even side missions it's like side it's a whole new area worlds yeah it's like going to the ice world or something and but it's weird because how they have it set up is like you go to this empty void of a world, just nothing there. It's just, it almost seems like just they built the world, but we're like, uh, this is a test level. But anyway, you go in there, <laughs> yeah, kind of. there's some kind of stuff you can find, you know. But anyway, you go on these missions and the missions have like three different missions in that area. Mm -hmm. And you can select which one you want to do. And then it unopens. What you find out later is just the same area over and over. It's just... You do different sets of things, and <laughs> I'm trying to really describe this. And like, I'm, I'm trying to follow. <laughs> it's basically like a, a main, a side mission. But like, imagine there's three side missions all combined into one area. Okay, and mm -hmm. they have different objectives and different things. And the strangest thing about these missions is that they just feel 
like they were made almost by personally and Kyle can share his opinion. They feel like they were made by another team because they they are very like puzzle-y, like Zelda-y, but like without like Miyamoto-san associated to it. It's like (laughs) they understand the concept of a puzzle, but this is not how you do a puzzle. There's like there's this one where we have to open these valves to like figure out (laughs) it was so bad like like us trying to figure out like i guess i kind of figured out like yeah if this valve makes a weird noise then it's working but it's like you needed to open three valves to do a thing but it was super unclear what was supposed to work so it took us like 30 minutes to figure that out and then they had this mission where like we had to fight all these enemies watch (laughs) with a like time limit and there was like uh, these computers we needed to press at certain intervals. It was so. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the in the union or the library, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. I don't even know if it was bad, but it wasn't <laughs> good. You know, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. That's interesting. It sounds like um, that's that's something that bothers me sometimes with games is when they throw something at you that goes kind of against the grain of the way the game was made like it's like we didn't we only threw this here like the zelda-esque puzzles it means your brain this whole time was not thinking that way Mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden they throw this thing at you and you're you didn't you you're not thinking in the way that you should be they didn't train your brain up to this point to be prepare for this type of mission but now you're in this type of mission and you're like trying to figure it out that (laughs) that can be very frustrating at times um for me i know me and cal with the mission where he had to like shoot through a window to hit a button on the wall Mm -hmm. we've never done that the whole game i don't think i've done it anytime since yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's so you don't think like that you so you're running around trying to figure out something that you never had to do so yeah those type of missions seem like they can be a little funny i wonder why they did that are they i mean i guess it's for padding it sounds like it's <laughs> like filler like y'all were on filler missions <laughs> so it was it was kind of cool i guess to me because i i kind of like the way that they handle the lore of the game like it's it's very topical especially right now because of the mm-hmm. pandemic and it's uh, like yeah you know, I forgot mm-hmm. what the actual virus was, but effectively, effectively, it was COVID. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. got, and it really yeah. felt like it was COVID based. And I'm pretty sure they made this way before COVID, but it really yeah, it did. felt like it was mm-hmm. a like a commentary on COVID. Yeah. Well, they said it was the flu that passed around during there, yeah. the um, uh, Black Friday. That's what it was oh. originally uh, came from. I know with the uh, New York, the one from the Division One. It was set in during Christmas time, so you saw Christmas lights and trees all over the place while you were going through the world. Yeah, there's a few areas decorated with Christmas uh, in Division mm-hmm. Two too. But mm-hmm. and so like this campus is kind of uh, a continuation of that because all like the the echo logs you find, which just for as an aside, those are you know a bag of worms as far as like what you're going to get the quality of those echoes like some of them are really good and other mm-hmm. ones are just like did they record this in one take like please stop on, on their phone <laughs> <laughs> like 
That's funny. So most of them are pretty good, though, on the campus. And it's about this girl who started a podcast as an assignment. And so she was, like, tracking the days before. So you hear, like, her roommate got sick and how, what the school was doing as an aside. And then on top of that, you know, while you're finding those, it's completely separate. Because, like, what Brad was talking about, you go into the different areas of the campus and they split you off into the puzzles. And those are topical as far as, like, what how people were trying to, I guess, use the campus for like malicious intent and um mm. but the thing that's i guess why they put it there aside from the padding obviously the padding because i don't think they need there need to be was it six or was it nine it was nine because it was three areas with three missions each yeah so there was nine missions and yeah the saving between us doing one of the missions in one of the areas was very unclear because we mm-hmm. did, I think we did two in a night, and we're like, oh, we'll finish this next time. And then we came back and had to do all three of them again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But once you finish the area, it's saved. And so, mm-hmm. but then once you finish all nine, it opens up a secret area. And that's where we got our first exotic weapon. Yeah. So like that was the highest level. Yes. So oh, that was so the. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Because it was, <laughs> it was a rifle. Yeah, it was. And yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the rifle, but it's just good enough that it's not garbage. Like it's like okay, I can rock this, and it mm-hmm. does a lot of good damage, and has a cool little trait like that it has. Like it kind of locks on people, and if you kill a person that is locked on, you get a bonus, and like it's it's a pretty mm-hmm. cool weapon. But you know, you know what's interesting, Kyle? Now that you're saying all that, it honestly felt like the only area that they actually wrote in like prepared for was the like library kind of mission because the weird subway one felt completely random it like did. I, I, it didn't even feel like the same area it was like toxic chemicals and a weird plant that was about to explode that you had to disable and it, it was very strange and then like the dining hall one felt kind of connected to the library kind of yeah you know like you can kind of feel that oh this is more what's happening now and like you need to rescue uh a, an agent who's there and then that one was kind of showing the past but i don't know like i i feel you but at the same time it just didn't feel like the same game to me it felt very different if that makes sense Um, yeah i think that's kind of the way of the puzzles you know they Mm -hmm. kind of give you that sense but anyway what were we saying rob oh no i was just gonna say that you made it you definitely made it sound a little bit cooler than what I originally thought. Brad was struggling with trying to make it sound like I didn't know if Brad liked it or didn't like it. But mm-hmm. I think with putting in the element of the story, the having the story element to back it up or to at least give you something to get out of it, mm-hmm. that I think that's really cool. I just know for, that's one thing. It's kind of a separate thing, but playing MMOs, um, it's hard to get the chance to sit and listen to like the echoes and stuff. Like I like that, but when I'm playing with some people, Brad, um, uh, they like to keep moving. And no, so, I like the echoes of being stupid. Like I love being narrative, but when somebody's on a on a a, a task going, stop stabbing me, and they're like gurgling, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Let's keep moving. Like I ain't got time for this. Yeah, like, cut the tape. Like, I'm, I'm all about I'm do. all about audio logs if they're not garbage. Like, yeah, and they do have a lot of garbage. Garbage ones, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I entertain more than what I probably need to just because I really want to 
I, you know, Brad, we grew up playing hardcore RPGs. Yeah. And so it's like the story, I'm going to take in the story no matter how ridiculous it is <laughs> and how crazy it sounds. I will take time out to listen to the story and to try to get something out of it. So I can see that the part, the area that you all are talking about, I can see that being pretty interesting and cool to have that uh, story element in there that kind of makes it make sense or even mm-hmm. like you you have a reason or a purpose for what you're doing yeah you try to make it make sense yeah i'd like yeah. I'd, I'd like you rob to definitely make it to 30 and get that first world tier because i'd like to do it again now with perspective it's like you ever watch mm-hmm. a show that like was super like recently i watched uh we rewatched um uh the witcher and the first time you watch the witcher you'll probably be mad confused like i'm just gonna be super honest with you but I watched it again and it was much better the second time because I knew what was like happening on mm. a, I, I forgot everything about the story, but I, I knew like how the structure worked and it was like, oh, this is so much better because now I'm not fighting the confusion of like, what is happening? Like, why is this happening? Like, is this the past? Is it the future? You know, like it was, if you watch oh, The Witcher, wow. you'll, you'll know exactly what I mean. And, um... But with now having context and seeing it, like, I know how it all flows. Like, it feels a lot better. And I feel like the confusion I had, especially with that subway set of missions, I was super confused. Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening. These puzzles are terrible. Like, what is going on? Like, They're still going to be bad. Yeah, they're still going to be bad. But I'd like to do it again, (laughs) like, with you to kind of see your vibe. Like, you now have our context, but, like, you have both sides of the coin. (laughs) yeah yeah you know i'm probably gonna fall somewhere in the middle of that i (laughs) I can see i can see where kyle's coming from but i can also kind of see like i can i can understand why brad felt the way he felt (laughs) so so just talking about like uh stories and mmos and stuff like that so like one thing that we've all kind of mentioned is that this idea of like the reason that we maybe struggle with mmos is just the time sink like yeah what what would like at this point in your life, you know, Rob, you were saying a little bit earlier, you were like, you know, I don't know if this is the game I would choose to be the MMO that I play. But at this point in your life, what would make you stick around to be like fully into an MMO of any type, any genre? Like what mm-hmm. what would you need to see in order for you to feel like, OK, I want to spend the next a thousand hours in this experience, you know? Mm. Like, man, you know, what what would keep you going? You know, um, I that's uh, that's a tough question. I mean, you mean like outside of my life needing to like like I get rid of all my kids? No, no, you, you still you still have your same life. But yeah, now, still, you're, but, but you're now but you're, I'm you found a game that you've committed to. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, um, man. Well, I honestly you would have to take away everything that makes an MMO an MMO for me to, I mm. guess, feel mean? that way. Because, oh. Like, um, in the menu systems, things that require time that is not playing the game. Mm. Like, that's one of the biggest things. I want to be able to... I would need to be able to know that all I have to do is pick up the controller and hop on. There's going to be people on that I can play with, uh, whether they're friends or people who I've established a relationship with through the game. And we just get on and we're just like, it's almost like a, 
a space to hang out in as well as go and play. But it's just really about playing the game and having, um, I guess, see, everything I'm going to end up describing will just sound like a co-op game. <laughs> like it would be, yeah. it would be almost like just playing a co-op video game that has <laughs> very strong missions, a direct storyline, something that's almost like watching a cool television series or something. Ooh. And I get to experience it with my friends. Like that would be the thing that would and they would have to keep dropping content though so if i'm gonna put a thousand hours into it they're gonna have to keep dropping new stories new missions things like that but uh, um i just couldn't imagine doing that um I guess the game, like i don't i really don't know bro that's a tough one it would have to be something that has a clear story like i guess if a game started off with about 20 missions and me and my friends are starting from the beginning and see that's the thing too it's like how can i guarantee that my friends are going to start when i start Mm -hmm. and if i'm already 10 missions in or 10 story missions into the game now it goes back to the problem of well i got to go back to where brad is and start with him and rewatch the whole thing, or I can only play Ooh. when he's playing. Like it just, I, don't, I really stay don't. Away know. From Monster Hunter, then. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't. I don't want to play Monster. <laughs> I I got turned off as soon as I turned Monster Hunter on. I, I was playing the demo, and it had it gave me a screen full of text. Yep, <laughs> just like explaining <laughs> updates and all that. That's like, their way. The that's world? their way to weeding you out. They're like, mm-hmm. if you can't take this, go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried for about five minutes, and I really could not. So, so I are you are you saying, it. Rob, that like fundamentally? It can't just be just a gameplay loop. There has to be something driving you forward, like narratively or story wise. Like, like if I want the world to change, I want Mm. us to experience the world changing together. Like, if something big dynamically happens where a meteor hits the side of the earth, I want us to like experience that together where we're coming in, like, now. I we're playing the game, but there's like new enemies that came out of this crater Mm -hmm. and we're all seeing this together. It's like a whole different world uh, that we're playing on. Uh, But the but the world is changing dynamically, whether you're there or not. So if if Kyle's not playing, we have to tell Kyle, we have to get Kyle up to speed like, well, Kyle, last week. This this rock hit the side of the earth, and now we got to deal with these crazy enemies. So you might want to load up with water pistols and stuff like that, because we getting ready to go and fight yeah. water pistols. And, <laughs> yeah. So that's the only way that counts. So like, it kind of makes you have to continue to play it so that you can keep up to speed with what's going on in that world. Because if you're not there, the world is still moving forward, whether you're there or not so it's like i don't know i'm giving you no, like no. mixed things because i really don't it's hard to like it would just have to be something that i know is making me want to get on and whether mm-hmm. i get on on monday or friday things have i have something to look forward to when i get on there i don't feel like i'm uh 
I guess it, it's, I don't feel like my level matters yeah. to my friends. I can just get on and play with you guys. It, it's very interesting because you almost describe what, like, kind of what I need from a game to keep me playing forever. Like, MMO mm-hmm. type, thousand hours. is very similar. And mm-hmm. and I oh, I was very close, I felt like, to almost being finding a game. Because Smash basically was that for me. Like, mm. it was, mm. it was, it didn't matter. Like, there's no level associated to your character, right? The level is mm. associated to you because it's like a skill kind of game. But even, but when I play with the people that I play with, we all have the same, like, level of commitment. So we're all, like, relatively good, you know? Like, none of us are going to the tournaments. None of us are, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we go to tournaments, it's for fun. Like, we know we're mm-hmm. not finna win in, like, a real world scenario. And, but we're all kind of serious in a like community way, you know what I'm saying? Like amongst mm-hmm. our community, our friends, and and then all the friends that we have are about the same level of seriousness too, you know? So like, it's easy for like, oh, like Rob's not here, but Kyle is, I can play with Kyle cause he's pretty good at this. But once again, he has a job, so he ain't super like crazy, <laughs> you know? And then, oh, you know, like Marcus is coming through and da, 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 you know, like I can play with anybody. And that's what Smash was for me. And the closest thing that came to that but I kind of had to give up on it was Apex Legends. And, and, and what, I, what I wanted to mention is that the reason that like Apex Legends was very close to that was because every session was a new session. It didn't matter what I did before or after. The only difference was maybe I got some new equipment to make me look cooler or I got a different hat or whatever, a different skin. But like overall, it didn't really matter. It was just more about my skill. And then simultaneously what Apex has done, which I think is really cool, is they do these like lore drops. Like, they make these videos that talk about different characters, and, like, you get to learn about the the universe that is Apex, which is, like, Titanfall. And to me, I've really liked that universe and that world. It's, like, kind of cool to me. And so I've been like, oh, I like these little videos. I watch the shorts and animations. They don't really make the game better, you know what I'm saying? But they make me more invested in the game, if that makes sense. And... So I kept getting interested, but the problem was it just, they don't know how to make it where I can play with people who are like me, you know, matchmaking, the matchmaking killed it. And that's kind of how I feel about all MMOs. There's just a point where I'm never going to be as serious as the guy who plays all the time every day because I have a family and I have friends and I want to live a no disrespect to people who love MMOs, but I want to live a real life, you know, mm. and I don't want to miss those moments. And so that means I'm not going to play every weekend. That means I'm just, you know, hey, I'm going to go out of town, whatever. And I feel like in order to keep up with a lot of games, you have to stay on it. Like yeah. trying to trying to play with Homeboy, who, you know, has been playing, you know, uh, Division 2 for like five years. Good luck. Even if there wasn't a, even if you're at the same skill level, it just feels like there's some weird thing that you don't understand that you need to understand it's the meta as they say mm-hmm. the meta yeah. changes and i just want to play a game where i can just like smash the meta kind of changes but it doesn't like i played this past weekend or two weekends ago and i still got hands i can still get it somebody <laughs> actually said to me and, and shout out to uh, all the, the guys at the wedding he was like why are you so good <laughs> he asked me that question and i was like he's like do you play all the time i was like nah i used to play all the time back in the day but the thing is the game is still the game it's like the same. I, yeah. it's the same and, yeah. and it's and it's not that i'm the best it's just that i'm still good you know um 
so anyway that's that's what would keep me in the game like so not too different from what you're saying rob a little the narrative would be like they could drip feed it to me but Mm -hmm. like it have to be something where from session to session from moment to moment it doesn't really matter when i come back it's still the same game if that makes sense Um, yeah nothing changed Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the gameplay, mm-hmm. I guess it's just so you can hop on whenever. Yeah, there might be new characters, and may, but like, yeah. and they might have new abilities, but it doesn't really matter because the f- core of the game is still the same. Like, I could just pick up any random character in Smash, and I can still kind of, I'll get worse, but at least I'll still know what's going on, you know? Fundamentally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to agree with both of you guys, okay. man. Like, I, I, all, all the boxes, I'm, I'm over here checking them too. Because, yeah, I want something I can just jump into that I know will be consistent, won't take too much time, will have something fresh every time I play it, and that I can play with other people. And so when, whenever you were talking about it, Rob, it's weird because, and then Brad, you touched on it a little bit, but it's like, I think that the genre that's trying to fill this niche is the Battle Royale game. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it checks most of those boxes. And yep. then um the issues that you're that we that we experienced in Apex. So I've been playing Fortnite for the past like three weeks because they had a new season. And I it I I wouldn't put it past them, but like since Fortnite's inception, it's always been like super on point as far as like feedback is concerned. Like they just keep adding everything, no matter what it is, because <laughs> people want it and it works. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. when we when we first played Fortnite, Brad, when it first dropped, season one, and people didn't know how to build, people didn't know what the game was about. Like, what is this con- cartoony-looking Halo knockoff, you know, third-person shooter? Nobody want to play this thing. And, uh, <laughs> and, like, playing it three weeks, these last three weeks now, it's a completely different game because they've added, they've integrated into the game. Like, when you're playing it, their story beats. There's different ways to interact with players other than you have to just find them or get got, get snuck, mm-hmm. you know. They have this mm-hmm. bounty system, which kind of adds a, a different layer of the game as far as, like, the stories you can tell, especially if you're with a group that you're with. You know, th- the different interactions you can do around the world. And then I think the kind of like the magnum opus, is this thing that they discovered um, over the last, I guess, couple seasons is they have real-time world affecting events where mm-hmm. that that moment that in most games i've played that you were describing rob where a meteor hits earth and now the gameplay changes and we have to do something about it that mm-hmm. stuff happens in game in fortnite like yeah. hundreds of people in these matches see a meteor in real time hit the the map and experience it all together yeah, and it's like, exactly. and they've done that a couple times over in different ways. And each each way is just as grand as the last. I don't think they're outdoing themselves necessarily, but they have a formula to where people are still really invested. And then after that, like what you guys were saying, the game changes where they add new weapons sometimes. They, of course, add the new skins. But fundamentally, it's the same game that we played, Brad. You know, what was it? Three years ago, two mm-hmm. years ago when Fortnite first dropped. Fundamentally, dude, it's that same game, and it's crazy to me because I'm I'm over here like, you know, trying to figure out how I'm gonna get out of this game again, but 
I can't lie. I've been legitimately impressed with how far it's come over wow. the past couple of years. Wow. That's awesome. Like, I mean, I can't, at this point, I have to give Fortnite its props because they have seemed to come a long way. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it definitely, what you're describing sounds a lot like what I'm saying. I think I would want something, personally for me, would you know, I would probably want something a little bit more mature in the way it looks and maybe and like the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that would be in, I don't know if the battle Royale would have to be the, the, I guess the, the gameplay style or the, like maybe if it was something a little bit more, I don't know. I, I'm, my brain is trying to create a genre that probably doesn't <laughs> exist yet, and that's what's the problem. Hey, when you but, think uh, of it, man, it's gonna take the you, world you know, by you, storm. You know, you know what really came to mind of me, and I was thinking this. I was like, and I'm really like, you know, from a game development standpoint, I'm like, how do you make this happen? Is what like basically creating the experience of watching an anime as it's releasing week to week that's gonna last for the next like ten years through a gaming <laughs> experience. Like, imagine if Naruto was a game right like it has hundreds and hundreds of episodes that are kind of Mm -hmm. like you sometimes you're you are out of it and then you just jump back in but you watch the episodes you catch up with your friends you know Mm -hmm. but like you're kind of like traversing this adventure with other people and sometimes you're not always aligned but it's always moving forward irrelevant and there's always something there and then eventually one day it all comes together and you feel like you Mm -hmm. were like wow like i'm so happy i was on this ride you sure you wish it would go on for years and years and more and like you'd have more experiences, but it, but for those, I mean, shoot, started watching Naruto in 2006. That's when I got put on the anime, like Bleach and everything. And like, you know, me and Rob were watching Naruto together and like Brandon and my, you know, my brother. And like, that was 2006, 2007. Yeah. And it, and it just ended what? 2018 or something like that (laughs) so for 12 years we're just watching this this anime like it's so hard to explain that like something is like ingrained in my life like naruto is a part of the story of my life you know i you know i talk to rob about this all the time i remember sitting at his house watching naruto when rock lee fought neji i mean i'm sorry fought gara for that first (laughs) time and there's nothing it's almost nothing like that like you know, for any yeah. anybody who's never watched Naruto, like, watch Naruto. <laughs> that's it. Right. Yeah, that's but, the moment, too. But, like, imagine playing a game hmm. that would be with you for 12 years that's growing with you. But it's the same. It's a ninja world. They do ninjutsu. You know, like, the rules mm-hmm. are pretty straightforward. But it's unraveling its mysteries. It's unraveling. The gameplay is getting more advanced as, you under, as more things are happening in the world. But you, you're mm-hmm. still playing the same game you know like mm. yeah I, I feel like Fortnite. i was gonna say it but i was like i wonder if kyle will say this i wonder if he feels this i feel like Fortnite has the potential to do something like that but Fortnite, just to be super real is like we trying to get that money oh yeah so we're gonna pander as mm-hmm. hard as we need to so like <laughs> all this story stuff means nothing because at the end of the day yeah. we're trying to get little kids to get their V-Bucks, and if mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure out what works. If we have to try to make an MLK version of this, 
which was just oh like, my gosh. Did, did you hear about that, Rob? When they oh, I saw it. It was no. almost disrespectful. It was disrespectful. It wasn't almost disrespectful. I saw them dancing in front of, of the, the memorials. I was, like, I was like, what in the world? Over here doing the on? orange justice, but they had to cut yeah. out some of the uh, emotes. Was, yeah, yeah, they couldn't do all the emotes. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. And I was like, they're like, we're trying to teach on? kids about Fortnite. Like, nah, this is not the time. Nah. I mean, about MLK. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the one thing I thought they were going to do, and I don't think they did it, was I thought they were going to drop an MLK skin, and I was like, please. I y'all thought they were, it. too. No. They probably, <laughs> I'm sure they considered such a problem. They, they had meetings. Oh, somebody said, let's do it. Yeah, and it's, somebody had to shut Somebody, somebody <laughs> let's be real. The black dude walked in the room. He's like, look, y'all. <laughs> y'all need to cut this off. <laughs> like, let this go far you know, enough. He's like, I'm not, yes. I'm, I'm going to let y'all do what y'all doing. But you are not putting a skin in this game. That's not. <laughs> Somebody's seen the skin. Imagine that there's an MLK skin out there. It's somewhere. It exists somewhere on somebody's hard drive. You just, you know, it's probably a, like, like they will sue the pants out for you if that ever gets. <laughs> it would have been like the John Wick skin. Everybody yes. would have been running. Everybody the MLK would have skin. it. When somebody had the John Wick oh, skin, yeah. you knew it was, you was about to get killed. Just imagine now, getting <laughs> snuck by MLK in Fortnite. Doing the Naruto <laughs> run. Doing the Naruto running and orange justice sitting on your body and flossing on oh you and you're like God. oh no I had, <laughs> I had a dream the only that voice clip in the game <laughs> i have a dream wow i have a dream <laughs> dancing on your body oh my you know. gosh no man but yeah but no, i everything. think that you guys have a good like it, it it's definitely coming together. I can't wait for you guys to make this game. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be awesome. We yeah. just got to get Peter Molyneux on the phone. Oh, we just need Peter yeah. Molyneux, the Rat King himself, to help us <laughs> <laughs> to sell sell the bill of goods to get that money. Hey, we say this periodically, but me and Kyle have a game. Mm-hmm. We ha- we've envisioned this some years back. Mm-hmm. We in in, in the, the the origin story when it finally drops. God willing, we get to that point and we explain the origin story. It's going to be so funny to people. But what it became is something we have a soul, <laughs> a lore. We have stories. We have we have a vision, but we know that we can't accomplish it because we have to work nine to fives right now. We ain't got the Skrilla to really do this. And mm-hmm. we just need the time and the money to One eat day. food. So, yeah. We but that could be it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure if I were to sit down and talk to Kyle and be like, "Look, let's make this a a real experience where people are going to experience something over the next decade." I think we could do it with, you know, yeah, we, we, we we'll have, have I know Rob on as an advisor. <laughs> yes, Just like, hey, I approve. Yeah. I approve. <laughs> Put more yes. MLK into this game, and if MLK <laughs> was in this game, it would be so disrespectful. Oh, it's oh my god! <laughs> what are you talking about? That's that fire, man. I can't. We can't even. We, no. we can't reveal it until the time. It's so. Yeah, believe you, mystery. No, you know, and all our fans out there, the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like it's going to be cool. I know you guys will come up with something awesome, especially, you know, after playing as many games as we've played over the years and just all the different ideas and thoughts that mm-hmm. are running around. That's why it's hard to even say certain, like, to express what I need an MMO to be because it's so many different things I can think of that would keep me drawn in. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it gets all mixed up together <laughs> with like all these dreams of what 
uh, video game I would want to make, I guess, if yeah. I was able to make a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting I... on the, the true RPG experience when you do have the ability to make the game that suits what you want to play. Because mm, then, yeah. like, that's when you've made... like that. You're, the role is what you make of it. Because even in these games mm-hmm. that have a lot of open-endedness to them and multiple endings and different ways you can play, there's still a lot of you know, um, boundaries. Like you have to make decisions within their structure. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. when that game Mm -hmm. comes, it's going to be crazy. You know, you know, it's so weird because I feel like that's, that's the kind of like Minecraft, like touched something where it was like, Mm -hmm. they created a, a, a world where you could do so much in it that theoretically you could build games and like do different experiences. Like people have whole TV shows you know, on YouTube about Minecraft with characters and they do things, they go on adventures and, you know, like, and they have this, like, basically a show. And I'm not even, I'm going to be careful to even mention this, but Roblox, Roblox is apparently <clears throat> bigger than, like, <laughs> like, is a billion, billion dollar company because they've created all these tools where you can create games in Roblox. You can become a Roblox developer. Yeah. Like, like people wow. are like kids are like become like they're planning when they graduate from high school in college they're going to be a roblox developer if roblox is still around by then i right, don't don't put your eggs in all those baskets because you, you're gonna get got but the idea is creating this ecosystem or whatever where you could create like that all the tools are basic enough that you could build any type of game in it and yeah. i was like that's really cool like yeah if you can make a game that kind of had a you know and, and i think that's something you know, I guess as we wrap it up here, as, as I'm just, you know, thinking about it, it's like, like, I think one thing that I really appreciate about, like, you guys, you know, you, you know, Kyle and Rob, you know, is that you guys are very much open to all game experiences. And you're just like, hey, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it doesn't matter what the genre is, per se. You know, like, it's just, let me see if there's something here. And I think when you're a student of the game, <laughs> lack of a better word, you, you really do get to see all of the different elements of like, oh, like an RPG is good this way. An MMO is good this way. A shooter is good this way. Uh, this is this way. And you get to see all these pieces and it brings together this vision of like, what if somebody really brought all this together instead mm-hmm, of making yeah. it like, you know, y'all, y'all feel me on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. That's something that runs through my mind, like just right now my brain could explode from all the ideas <laughs> of how you can blend these genres together and it it always sounds seems clearer in my head than trying to put it out <laughs> but i just feel that you can do it i i'm a strong believer that if you can think about it you can create it and i'm sure at some point you guys are going to make the ultimate ultimate video game where it's just like all these layers and genres mixed into one like all brought together very clearly um i think that's what's the hardest part right now is just being able to create a game without it getting locked into a genre like i mean you know you can be like um what's his name uh death stranding where he said he created oh, a new genre. Yeah, he, yeah. the Death Stranding <laughs> genre. Yeah. Yes. You have to go that far. Like, I mean, and that's why I'm not mad at him. I feel like he he may very well 
be someone who breaks out into something different because he's trying to do something different. Um, yeah, and, uh, striving mm. to be great. You know, I think I think we're both in that mindset. You know, something that you've said many times, Brad, that I think about a whole lot, even in day to day life, is like whenever it comes down to things like this, you know, you don't don't compete. You differentiate. Like you bring you bring that value. And like I add that mm. to the second half of my favorite quote, which is great artists steal. So <laughs> if you put both of those things together, then that's the formula for success as far as whatever you make, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Steal everything and act like it wasn't you who stole it. And you know, <laughs> wait a second. I'm Peter Molyneux. you. Um, but anyway, um, no, no. <laughs> no, but for real, like, I, I mean, I appreciate that, Rob, think, you know, having that belief in Kyle and I, you know, like, we, you know, we still we still out here developing stuff, goofing off, just trying ideas and, you know, just seeing what it is. But, you know, once again, we got bills to pay and we got mouths to feed. You know, life is real. Um, but but I definitely do. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, like that quote, you know, like, yeah, don't compete, differentiate. That's that's what I believe, you know, like. There's so many people doing like everybody, you know, you know, to any person out there, just know that like you don't have to be, you know, as good as the person next to you. You just need to be the best you and you'll succeed in whatever you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like like there's a, a Thelonious Monk who's like a, a musician, a pianist said that uh, the true genius is somebody who's most like himself, you know, and I think that's like the key to like these like making something like a game like i feel like division you can feel that they're just trying to be the division you mm-hmm. know of course they're trying to like take elements from all the other games and you know of course destiny is out there which is probably the closest parallel to this and like you know all the stuff but you could feel the essence of like we're trying to do something different but it's familiar yeah. but you know also mm-hmm. make it last forever um and you know some people it's going to resonate with and uh some people it's not yeah. you know and that's what it's all about. So, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, you know, you know, this is good talking about division. I definitely love talking about games. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, like so many experiences, uh, you know, outside of division. I definitely, you know, I, I, I keep petitioning uh, Kyle to finish God of War because God of War is man. one of those games that I do <laughs> believe has something like, you know, I, I don't Did know how to describe it. No, I'm still playing through it, you know, uh, oh. I, you know, but it's it's longer than I, every time I'm like, oh, I'm getting close to that. I'm like, oh, it's still going, you know, and <laughs> nope. but the story is so cool and how they really immerse you in this father son relationship and in the midst of this world where something is happening and you can feel it, you know, it, it's so epic. And when that music comes in. When they do that, like God of War, like that deep, like, like, oh my yo, gosh. boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so when he's cool. like, you know, and he's getting hyped, you're like, ooh, like, yeah. I can feel it, like, sometimes. I'm yes. like, yo, like, I wish I could just cut yes. all of this into, like, a long movie sometimes and rewatch all yes. those moments, especially when he's about to get hype or something's going down. Mm-hmm. He's about to go rage mode yes. or whatever. But Man, anyway, you know somebody made a YouTube compilation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that. Oh, did. yeah. But it, it's such a cool game, and I feel like, I love seeing experiences like that because God of War didn't have to go that direction. They didn't really have to. They could have kept it more in the like campy, just kill a whole bunch of people, just mm-hmm. really hard fights. But they really said, we want to tell something different and we want to pull you into this world. Like 
it, it's so cool. It's so cool. I love what they're doing with it. Um, and I didn't realize why people were so hype about God of War 2. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, cool, you know, Thor and like different random things. But now I get it. You see why. Now, yeah, now I yeah, get it. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to see it. So I can't yeah. wait till I finish it. So um, they anyway. so hype over it that there's been some controversy, too. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you mean about the graphics? Like where they feel like it looks like a PS4 game? Oh, I actually didn't hear that part. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, some wait, people were upset about that. Wait, what was the controversy? I forgot what color the girl was, but there oh, was just some discrepancy about the color of one of the female characters. The the, the, the brown girl who was like some god. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you know, people always gonna oh, complain about some something. foolishness. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I mean, if you look at God of War as it is, it's definitely its own interpretation of. Uh, whatever Norse mythology. mythology like they're yeah. really doing something different and that's why i think it's cool because it's like oh this is a really interesting way to approach these type of things like like yeah. i i'm not a big mythology person but i feel like this is kind of cool yeah know? it's pretty dope yeah they they're mad at fat thor <laughs> even though that's you know, <laughs> that's, that's kind of more closely related to what he right. was described as mm-hmm. so, but people had something to say about it. ever since so, the marvel game marvel movies it's like no nah, you got to be swole and look oh, like yeah. chris hemsworth <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like this is wrong where's chris hemsworth why didn't you use him you know but <laughs> anyway we could talk about this but for real we, we should you know maybe you know it, it'll probably take a while before you know we all finish god of war but maybe we could do a another episode in the future where we just break down god of war because i think there's i'm i'm already hype about like just talking about it and getting y'all's perspective about some of the things that happen i'm down to play game. it in 2022 yeah that game's awesome it's, man. you gotta play it's, it Kyle. It's, it's surprising like i didn't expect i'll it give to it another try good. you know just yeah just get past like just accept you're gonna fight some people here and there but like the story that it tells is really cool it's really cool it's something uh very unique so anyway uh Thank you guys for uh, just being on this episode, you know. Uh, thank you, Kyle, as always, for, you know, being here from, I guess this is going to be, what, episode, like, 23 or 24. You Something know, we're, like that. We're, we're, we're getting deep within deep. The, the double digits. You know, we're going to hit 100 yeah. one day. We're going we gonna to pop day. off. You know, so um, <laughs> um and but but you know, special thanks to you, Rob. You know, for joining us today. You know, Ooh. with with our with our boy you know. uh, Steve missing action, we really appreciate it. You know, no problem, no problem. Y'all have to have me back, man. I I hope I can get a ticket to the Naruto Shippuden talk that <laughs> we must have. <laughs> you know, like I, it might just have to be. I'm telling you, this is you know, we might have to bring my brother in and just be me, you, and him because you know, I, I don't, I don't. The first of all. Trying to convince Steve to watch Naruto, it'll never happen. Oh, I know. Kyle, no. <laughs> I think would do it, but the time. Oh yeah, oh, I would never Kyle, catch you up. You haven't watched he, it. Oh at my the, At the end of 2022, if Kyle started now, you know, but you know what, my sister, you know, uh, she watched like all of the original Naruto like pretty quickly. So if yeah. if you yeah, really I got it, most I watched most of the original. So, yeah, like if if you mm-hmm. got through the original and it's just shipping in, like I mean shipping in is cooking with gas. Once it's going, it's gone. Like oh yeah, it's going. This... No, Brad, we're watching. Me and my fiance are currently watching. We've watched it from the beginning, and we're at the pain arc. And oh we wow. Started in November. Oh so, yes, it's it's yeah. it's the ty- it's kind of mm-hmm. like it gets you in there, like you know Avatar when you start watching that the first mm-hmm. time. It's like you just sit down, you watch two or three episodes every once in a while, and then all of a sudden you're really far. So anyway, you're hooked. That'd be great to have us on there, you know, 
maybe we can plan for that in you know toward the middle of the year but i actually would go back and watch it with shailene because i know she would love it once she gets into it so um uh yeah so anyway thank you rob for being on the show you know uh for everybody who's listening for our our loyal return listeners i see you we see you and we're so thankful for you guys i can't i cannot thank you enough we really love doing this podcast it's become kind of our thing you know like at first we were just like hey let's do it for fun but we really love doing this um it's you know it's not about money it's not about clout it's not about that but so thank you so much for listening you know please go out and follow us on twitter we got seven followers on twitter y'all we big time in it we big time in it you know like we we're just trying to subscribe (laughs) but really like if you really like what we're doing and you you enjoy it please share it with more people we definitely want to grow that super agile bros nation uh, you know, I, I've been talking to people and they're like, oh, you have a podcast and they like what we're talking about. But, you know, we're not really trying to pander, I guess you could say, out in these streets. So, you know, like we're not really sharing it with anybody. We're just making it because we love doing it. So if you feel it's like worth a share, please share it. Follow us on Twitter at the SAB podcast. Um, you'll find us there just goofing off, dropping memes and, you know, just saying crazy things. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, follow us on YouTube, you know, Spotify soundcloud you know we out here in these streets thank you so much guys for listening and as always we love you guys until next time peace peace